Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number 393, and we're going to be bringing a familiar face back on the show in a moment. We're going to be speaking with Josh Talge, who's the VP of Golf Club Marketing for Titleist. And the reason is, is we recently got fit for the new Titleist T-Series irons, and there's just so much to kind of break down in that new lineup, the second generation of the Titleist T-Series irons. Um, you, we've got to try them all, Mike. Yeah. They're everything, you know, there's the four main ones are the T100, T100S, T200, T300. There also is the T400, which we didn't get to try. Maybe we'll get to talk a little bit uh, about it with Josh, but the kind of the bulk of that lineup is T100 through T300. And uh, recently we've had a couple of PGA Tour pros on the show yes. talking about making their switch and some interesting parts of that, including some blended sets. Yeah. So I'm interested to talk to Josh. I mean, he's the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Yeah. When it comes to Titleist Golf Club. So Andy was great at the fitting. And by by the way, this fitting, we've been through about five or six fittings now with different faces, different fitters. Andy's got some great knowledge. And the way he broke it down in that video, it was so great because there was so many options. There was the T100, T100S, T200, T4, I mean, 300. We, we hit so many and they all felt relatively good. Yeah. So it's like, wow, these all feel good in their own different way. Andy did such a great job. Now I want to deep dive a little deeper with Josh. And I think that that's what we're, we're seeing is a, a, a big shift in general in golf clubs and golf club manufacturers, no matter who they are, are really starting to design them in a way that it's designed around the fitting process. Whereas I feel like years ago when I first took up the game, uh, I feel like it was, at least for myself, I was constantly buying off the shelf and I just feel like fittings weren't on my radar as much. I feel like when you would go into a lot of these uh, these golf equipment stores or the big box stores, you didn't see like hitting bays and mm -hmm. things like that. And now you're starting to see that being more and more mm -hmm. commonplace. And I think the cool thing about that is that as, as golfers, as you know, buyers who are going to be purchasing this equipment for our game, we're seeing some more options and more thought into making sure that the the clubs themselves are the best for us. I think right. in the past, you'd always see like manufacturers trying to duke it out of just whose club is the best. Mm -hmm. And now it's more so realizing and understanding that there's no one thing that's the best for everyone because we're all such different golfers. So we're seeing this transition where you're seeing more and more clubs that are and, and series of clubs. In this case, that's why there are a range of different clubs so that you can mix and match so that you can fit golfers properly. And and really where you and I, where we felt a real turning of the corner in our golf game was when we, the first time we were really well fit. Yes. And, and fitting it's, it's, it's interesting. Not only do we each have different kind of swings and, and stuff like that, but even within ourselves, as we work our way through the bag, there are changes in the way we swing and hit the clubs and, and things that we need out of those clubs to perform. So that's where that blended set's coming in. When was that first fitting, by the way, that full bag? That was so epic. When was that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think you're going back to- 2018. Yeah, about 2018 is when we first got fit. Yeah. Eye-opening experience. It, it truly like, was. You can never buy clubs just off the rack ever again. Right. It's because once you <laughs> see what goes into it and you realize, not only that, where you want to put yourself in the hands of a capable fitter, mm -hmm. if, and and- if you haven't had a chance, go back, check out one of our fitting videos, any one of them, and you'll really kind of see what we mean about how much truly goes into it. And then you just realize like it's it's best to just 
lean on the expertise of someone else just to know that it, it would be like it's like going to a doctor versus trying to diagnose yourself right you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's it's so specialized at this point um but again i like to hear that kind of backstory of what went into it what went into the design what is that kind of motivation that takes these manufacturers and pushes them and what are they going to be putting into these next iterations and that's where josh is going to come in getting a chance and we've had him on the show before with the last t-series uh now two two se- two years ago right two yeah, seasons ago two seasons ago right um and he talked about it it's so interesting the way they use things like player feedback and research and development and it, i mean it can't be easy to keep trying to outdo yourself but i think there's a competitive edge to these manufacturers as well and they, they really want to push their, their oh, own for limits. sure for sure yeah. absolutely so i think that makes for it for an I mean, i'm sure they're job. already working on next season's model you know it, no doubt i mean that's where things like prototyping comes in right and and i think there are there are always going to be a cutoff of things that like ideas and concepts that were, were does, you wanted to make it into this you know iteration but maybe they weren't fully fleshed out yet right and that's where you get these prototypes and things like that and they're out there constantly working so that because it takes so many years to develop a club so there's always i'm sure they're gonna be new things in development you know it's, it's like a car manufacturer that's true right. there's ideas mm-hmm. and things that are gonna come up but they're not just they're not ready for market yet They've got to be tested, and they've got. To, but once they are, you're going to see them more used more broadly, and it, it could come down to the materials used, um, you know, the 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 just even the quality of the materials, the different tungstens and whatever it may be, or as we've seen a lot of things like AI getting involved right. in some of this, mm-hmm. you know. Anything like that, the compute, you know, anything with the computer aided design. Um, there's just there's you know kind of really revolutions going on in, in all areas of the manufacturing. That kind of helped that along. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It is kind of wild yeah. stuff. It is kind of I wild. I wanted stuff, to mention. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say one other wild thing that's going on too is just the supply issues worldwide. We're seeing that's the problem. You know what I mean with with all products, right? Um, because of everything that's gone over on over the last you know year or two years, um, that's another interesting component that these guys have to work in when they're building on a mass scale like this, making sure that the stuff that they need is available to do it. Right. And I'm super excited to get ours. I cannot wait. They should be here any day now. Yeah, I can't wait. And guys, this as this episode airs two days ago, the insane giveaway just ended. So it's more of a reason to head over to the YouTube channel and subscribe because we're probably going to be doing these forever. But we just, or we're about to give away an entire set of these irons to one lucky subscriber. Yeah. And we appreciate everyone out there who checked out the video, the fitting and everything and, and, and entered this giveaway. Uh, it was fun, you know, doing something of this magnitude and big thanks to Titleist for, of course, sponsoring that. Yes, yes. And speaking of which, uh, this episode is sponsored by Titleist, guys. The evolution of the T-Series advances Titleist even further in their mission to produce the best irons in the world. And we had a chance, we said, to hit them. Uh, that video is live. It, again, it's something you have to see to believe. So go out and check it out. But each model's an instrument in exacting performance passed from the Titleist R&D to Tor Pros to players like us. And it is so interesting to me, Mike, how much of, even though the Tor Pros are, are playing at such a high level, mm-hmm. how much is still learned and then worked into the clubs that even we're using. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just, there's so many different of these, you know, information points that Titleist is using to build upon to create these clubs. So our Titleist, our, our fitting experience was just simply incredible. You guys got to watch the video. Go back, check that out. You can view it on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or in the Golficity app. Uh, and as I said, our lucky winner, we're going to be announcing really soon. Uh, we're going to do that when our clubs come in. We'll yeah. unbox them and we'll announce the winner. Can't so wait. somebody's day is going to be made. But you guys got to get out there. Give them a try for yourself. We're going to talk with Josh in a minute about this. We can talk all day about it. And I love that information. But it really 
it really changes, it turns the corner when you put them in your hands and you actually hit them. So uh, it's Titleist T-Series, precision made, precision played. Go out, try them for yourselves. You won't regret it. I want to thank FootJoy, the number one shoe in golf. They offer more types of shoes for more players than anyone else. So now you can get matched with the number one golf shoe uh, for your game, you know, at FootJoy.com. And I'm, I mean, your game. That's the key phrase. They have this shoe finder tool, FootJoy.com slash shoe finder. Really neat. You go in there, you answer answer a couple of questions. Basically, what part of the country or world are you playing? You know, they want to know a couple of the conditions, how many rounds per year. Yep. Just basic, easy questions. Guys, you cannot fail this test, all right? <laughs> and then it will spit out a shoe that's appropriate for you. You go and you buy it. They make it really easy again. It's footjoy.com slash shoe finder, guys. Go and check it out. Last, we want to thank ShotScope. Today, this morning, in fact, we filmed a banger. That was a fun one. We, we filmed a, a fun, fun video this morning. We yeah. got out to, to a golf course super early, like 6 a.m. We went out, we played a bunch of holes, and we did this in partnership with ShotScope. That's right. Another huge ShotScope giveaway is coming, guys and girls. But first, let's chat about who ShotScope is for those of you who are new to the show. ShotScope, the GPS and stat tracking watches, and laser rangefinders. That's the product that they create. The V3, which is the stat tracking watch that we use in all of our rounds. You see them in our videos. It's hands down the best and easiest way to track your golf game using hundreds of stats, uh, all working behind the scenes. It's $220 for this V3 watch. No subscription fees. It does all the work for you in the background, and you have a log of all of these awesome stats for your golf game. It beats the old way we used to do things. We were writing all of our stats down on the right, scorecard. Right. It looked like an old treasure map when we were done like literally there's yeah. arrows pointing and things like that so i mean shotscope has done all the work for us now we can track all of the stats in our golf game by just standing over our ball taking our shot and at the end of the round we log into the dashboard and all the info is right there it's super cool and it's going to be probably the hottest gift coming this holiday season again because everyone's looking for a good GPS device right. and a stat tracking device. And recently on the podcast, we talked about the important stats to track so that you can improve. Yep. And the video we did today was really focused around that and just mm -hmm. showing how these these smaller goals and these different stats that you want to go out there and work on and build on, that's how you become a better golfer. So now, it, uh, yeah, a device that also helps you improve. You know, So it's, it's excellent. Check it out. You got to see it to believe it. You got to try it to believe it. Check out all the products that ShotScope offers at shotscope.com slash Golficity. All right, Frank, what do you say we get Josh on the line? Yeah, let's bring Josh on the line right now. We're going to dive into the new generation of the Titleist T-Series irons. All right, guys, on the line, we have Josh Talge, who's the VP of Golf Club Marketing at Titleist. Josh, it's great to have you back on the show. Great to see you guys. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Uh, you definitely look a little bit cooler. Your studio must be a little bit, uh, <laughs> definitely has the AC going versus when I last saw you when you're hitting the, uh, the new irons we have looked like a little steamy outside. We are still cooling off yeah, after that. It was a hot day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, we were, we were joking about it before, but during that fitting, it was, it was 96 degrees. It was humid and the trackman overheated, the iPad overheated, mm -hmm. we overheated, mm -hmm. But I tell you what, it was still an incredible experience. And like I, we said earlier in the show, if you guys haven't had a chance to watch our fitting video, go back and check it out. But if you haven't, we're going to dive into some of that stuff here. We're going to bring you up to speed real quick. So the first thing as part of that, Josh, I want to talk about is this second generation of the T-Series irons. So Mike and I, we had played the first generation, had a lot of success with them. We've had some PGA Tour pros on the show who have made that change from the, the first generation to the second generation. But from your side of it, what, what 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 was the motivation for this second generation? What went into improving on something that was already performing so well? 
Well, I think you guys, you, you hit on a little bit, right? You talked about some of the PGA Tour pros. You talked about just even your own experiences. And our goal is to make everything that much better. And when you have a really high-power team like we have with our R&D group, they're looking at all the little things because those little things add up to become big things. And if you go back into our history, we had such a great franchise with the AP, AP1, AP2, mm-hmm. just just you know a decade plus of, of real strong results there. But we knew, hey, we could get better. What could we do? So we came up with the first generation of T-Series, and it was a big step forward for us, so just massive. But even then, there's not everything gets to get in in time, right? We have to we have to you know draw the line at one point and just say, all right, that's it, guys. Pencils down. Stop working. You know, we're going to launch these. And we had a lot of ideas still on the table, and most of those got incorporated into this latest generation of T-Series. And, and you guys are starting to see them, right? You mentioned some of the. PGA Tour guys you've had on like like Troy Merritt um, and and all the little details are coming to fruition. So whether it's, you know, a, a totally redesigned sole on T100 where we got great input from the Vokey team or as you start to look at the T200 where we radically changed the look and feel of that golf club from generation to generation or then you get into, you know, you get into Mike's iron, right? We've got the T300 and, and how can we make that thing continue to just be high, far and forgiving with great looks and feel and that's really what our team looks at every day. And they are super obsessed with that. And it's fun to be along for the ride to make sure that, that we're, we're building those. We're making them look exactly like they should, feel how they should, and then absolutely perform. And that's where you see those results. You know, we joked about TrackMan overheating. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't because of your swings. It was just because it was hot. But, man, we want to see those numbers because we believe if we can get you paired with a really good fitter with our performing products, you're going to play your best golf. Yeah, and, and it was so much – even – we've even been fit for irons before and no matter what, I feel like we still learn something new each time. And I, what really opened my, my eyes that time. And we were reading through some of the comments that people had on the video. One thing that kept coming up is it was, it was eye opening for them too, of what the metrics are when you're getting fit for irons, because you know, a lot of times we just think golf clubs and you just think distance, you know, but here when we were talking about things like land angles and how Andy did a great job explaining how that would help you to access front pins that maybe weren't accessible before and things that actually really do make a difference on the scorecard. So how much of that is in your mind too, as you go through developing the clubs? It's massive. It's it's a big part of what we start, even on our design brief, we talk about these three D's and Andy, I'm sure talked to you guys about these. So the three D's number one distance. Yeah. Everybody wants to hit a little bit further, but for an iron, it's all about consistent distance. Can we make sure that you're hitting at the same distance each and every time? The second D, dispersion. How can we get you closer to your target more often? And the third one is descent angle. How can we make sure that that ball is coming out of the sky at 45 degrees or more? So we'll stop there. The easy way, if, it, if anyone's you know listening to this and is like, oh, man, three Ds, it's a lot to remember. Just think of it this way. If we could, we would have you test every single iron on an island green. Mm-hmm. Short, bad, long's bad, right's bad, left's bad, right? You need to make sure that you're always hitting that green. And then when you hit it, it's got to stop. Mm-hmm. So that's what the three Ds really do. And so we put that in right up front about, hey, how do we make sure that we are building the best set of irons? They've got to deliver on those three Ds. And then as you guys found through your fitting experience, it's not always one set of irons all the way from, you know, a, a set, we, we typically fit with a seven iron. So we want to make sure then we look going down into your wedges. And then as we go up through your bag, at what point can you no longer hit those three Ds? And that's where we like to look at a different chassis. And for mm-hmm. us, a different chassis means 
different different head, right? It might be, oh, let's look at maybe a T200 or a, or a T300 in a long iron, or let's look at a utility iron. Let's look at a hybrid. Let's find those ways we can still get you those three Ds. And then we throw in the other thing that I think Andy talked with you guys about is we look for five miles an hour of consistent ball speed gaps mm-hmm. between your clubs. And when you've got that combination of those three Ds and the five miles an hour of ball speed, boy, we can build you a really good set of custom irons that are unique to your game. Yeah, and that's where it's definitely well fit and that develops that really delivers that confidence that you want to have while you're out there. So when you're designing these clubs, how much of it is like an individual process? Because obviously there there are a lot of differences between let's say a T one hundred and a T three hundred, but yet because of this fitting process and because you could end up with these blended sets. How, how do you balance that of developing these individual clubs, but also developing them in this series that has these, these synergies that work together? Well, we definitely take a look at, again, these little details. And I, and I, I know I've said that phrase already a couple times here today, but little details matter to us because they add up to big things. So we start with, hey, proportionally, how does this golf club look? Mm-hmm. Do we have the right amount of blade length, top line, offset? soul geometry. We want all of that to be really proportional to itself. So it's giving you that great look. And then as we start to think about where do people blend sets, what will be very popular? So we do things like, you know, the T200, which which I know, Frank, you ended up being fit into yep. for your irons. That's going to be the number one iron, long iron on the PGA Tour. It already is. So we've got a lot of players playing that in a four iron, three iron, two iron. Troy Merritt, who you mentioned you had on, he got the first hole-in-one with T200. Yep. He did with yes, the five yep. Yeah. And the reason why he feels so comfortable that he can easily go from T100 to T200 is because they have the same amount of offset. There's very little change when it comes to looking at that club from the address position. And that's really comforting for the best players in the world. And it turns out when they like stuff, the rest of us like stuff. So we take that into account as we're designing these products. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And Mike, talk a little bit with the T300 for you, because I think one thing that came up for us, and Andy explained it well, and I, I'm not sure if you use the same term, Josh, but he said, not sweet spot, but effective hitting area. He said yeah. it was just so big on that club. And and I remember, Mike, your first swing. Yeah. I, I think it was what it was wow or something out of your, it was mu- like your mouth. Major wow factor. And it's, and it's funny because I started in the 100s and I could if there was no numbers or I wasn't connected to any trackman and I was doing this by feel, I would have put those T one hundreds in the bag and left. Yeah. Just the way they felt. But the numbers didn't lie. I was losing a little distance for my swing. They weren't right. So we found a spot in those T three hundreds. And that's something, Josh, I honestly never thought that I would walk out of there with. I didn't even entertain the idea of a three hundred. But it shows you, you know, what a good fitting will do. And sure enough, you know, my miss hits were better. I was, I was able to get the ball a little bit higher, and and it was just much. I think the distance was a lot more. Oh, so compared you, to yeah, significantly more versus the T one hundreds for correct, you. Yes, right. right. Yeah. So. Well, but it was it wasn't just the distance numbers; they were all better, right? Those three yeah. Ds we talk about, correct? Because we could see it on the video, right? Your dispersion got tighter. Your distance was consistent from shot to shot, and that has a lot to do with the, the, you know, that effective hitting area, right? That Andy talked about, which is how can we give you as much, you know, across this face? How can we give you as much forgiveness as possible? And that's really where our R and D team shines, and they do that. We've got one secret ingredient. Um, we tend to joke here that it's a little bit like the SNL sketch. We need more cowbell. So our version <laughs> of cowbell is tungsten. Yeah. Uh, and the reason we talk about it all the time is we like to take tungsten and jam it in out here at the toe and back here at the heel. 
being able to spread that tungsten out gives us this great hittable area. And so one of the things that, that our head of R&D, Dan Stone, has talked about is in every single one of our products per you know, blade size, we're actually the most forgiving iron in the game. Right. And that shocks a lot of people because they think of Titleist and they think of, you know, serious clubs, serious golfers. And sometimes maybe it's a little intimidating for them. But per blade size, we actually make an exceptionally forgiving club because of our use of this heavyweight, very dense tungsten out of the toe and heel. Yeah. And I think what Andy said in the video, which was so true, is he said, for some of those just slight mishits, you're going to be the only one who knows you didn't quite get it. You know, you may saw that your buddies in the group say, Hey, great shot because of that, that a big effective hitting area. And I, I've had a lot of success with it because in my, my current set, you know, we're, we're waiting for the new ones that we got fitted for to arrive. But in my current set, I'm playing a blended set of T 200 and, and T 300. So my five and four iron are T 300. And I, I just love that. I just know I can rely on it because you know, I, I, I'm no PGA tour pro by, by a long shot. So just knowing myself and knowing that, like, Hey, I can rely on this and this is going to be that forgiveness I need because the reality is they're just harder clubs to hit for me over those distances. And it just makes a huge difference. It really yeah. does. Well, I'm glad you guys bring it up because we look at most things and then they happen on the PGA tour and then they funnel on down, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, stamped wedges starts on the PGA tour. And now everyone wants cool stampings. It makes a ton of sense. But what we see on the PGA Tour is 80-plus percent of our players have got a mixed set. But in the marketplace, it's only about 15%. And so we continue to encourage people like, please go see a talented fitter. Come come work with us. We will make sure we get you into the best 14 clubs for your game. Mm-hmm. And that may not be one iron set from a four iron through a gap wedge. It's likely going to be something a little unique on the top or something a little unique you know, as we go through your set. But it's, it's really important to do that. And I think that's where the guys at the top end understand, hey, that's how they're going to play their best golf. We got to make sure we get that same idea through everybody else. Yeah. And, and I want to go back for a second and talk a little bit about that turf interaction for especially neither of us ended up in the T100, T100S. I was right between the two of the T100S and the T200. And it was actually cool what Andy was doing, which was kind of like a blind test of making me hit them without knowing which was which. Ended up the T200. You just got to go based on performance and it outperformed for me. And that's why I settled in it. But one common denominator between Mike and myself is we both loved the way the T100, T100S felt in the turf. And Andy started to explain to us how he got the wedge team involved. Uh, I think Aaron Dill, maybe he's been on the show here with us before. He's a great guy, but it was, it was so interesting. And I want to have you elaborate on it because he talked about even how that the grind uh, on that club is made for different types of hits. Cause at the end of the day, a lot of us were driving range heroes and we can hit really well on that flat lie. Right. But then we get on the golf course. It's a different world. There aren't many flat lies to be found. And there's going to be sometimes when that heel is going to make contact first. And sometimes where that toe is going to, and that's what he started to explain. But again, I want to have you elaborate really what went into that turf interaction. Well, it's a great point. So we're, we're fortunate that we have this Vokey team, right. That spends all day, every day, literally digging in the dirt. Right. That's their job mm-hmm. is to figure out turf interaction. And so Aaron Dill, Bob Bokey, Kevin Sistro, they came back and worked with our team and, and on the irons front and just said, hey, guys, we've got some ideas here. Here's what we've found really helps. And it was it's a simple I'll, I'll dumb it down to make it 
mostly simple for the for the crew watching here is let's just add a little bit of bounce out here on the toe and then let's get you a little bit of heel relief because that's where most of the time people catch it a little bit and it really frustrates them and it doesn't feel like the turf interaction is strong and you brought up the idea of, of driving range heroes yes perfect lie flat lie um it, it you don't you're not worrying about it as much there but when you're on a side hill lie or you're hitting out of the rough or you're hitting in mixed conditions, that's where these little details really matter. And we saw that as soon as we started testing this, this new sole design. And I should point out that that's one of the things we spend years doing, right? The reason we have a two-year product life cycle isn't because we try to have this nice, easy-to-guess calendar. It's right. because it gives us an opportunity to really be working on things and researching them and testing them with the best players in the world to find out, do they work? And oh, by the way, most of the things we test don't. That helps us get to the ones that do work and that make a meaningful difference. And when we started to see that this, this a little bit of heel relief and a little bit more bounce in the toe was really working for players, we first saw it when they started hitting off side hill eye, started hitting out of the rough. And that's when they're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm not manipulating the club any differently than I used to feel like I had to knowing that I was going to get this catch or knowing that I was going to get this flyer. Now I can take my regular swing and get the exact results I want. Uh, and that's when we knew we had something pretty special. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and as part of that, that development process, I mean, you said earlier where sometimes there's a, there's a line where eventually you, you got to kind of put these things into production. Anything that didn't make the cut is going to be kind of worked on. And I'm sure there's stuff that's always working, but how does that process work? Is it, that you're doing a lot of this, like, is it a computer based where they're trying different modeling or are they doing a bunch of prototypes? And then like, who, are, whose hands are they putting them in? I would imagine that it's great to have the, the tour players to give you a little bit of uh, feedback, but I'd imagine they're a little bit busy to be your constant test subjects too. So how do you, if you do have like some initial ideas that you want to work into, let's say the next generation, how does that process work? So I'll, I'll walk you through, uh, again, try to simplify it a little bit here. It's, it's the R&D team would definitely say it's a lot more complicated than what I'm going to tell you. But uh, we start with with a brief, which, which comes from our product management team. And we just say, this is what we're looking for. This is the type of benefit this player wants. This is what they want to look at. This is what they want to feel. And we kind of go through that. And then we start typically with ideas. And, and those ideas very quickly turn into CAD modeling. And we're looking at, you know, we need computer assisted resources to allow us to run all these scenarios. You, you hear the term, you know, AI, uh, artificial intelligence being thrown around all the time. And yes, it is that, right? It's, it's goal seeking. It's helping you understand what are the types of designs we can crank through that might work. Mm -hmm. And then we quickly move from those to actual prototypes, the ones that, that, that show real merit. We put those in prototyping. And you mentioned that the, the guys on tour are really busy. Well, they yeah. are really busy. But the, the good news is, we have a tour truck that visits them every week and we do lots of things to help those guys be prepared every week to play their best golf. And they're very nice about giving us a few extra minutes to try something new. Oh, that's and cool. it turns out those guys are just like these guys <laughs> in that you always want to try something new. If someone says, I got a prototype. Hey, can you, you know, can you give me 10 swings on this and let me know what you think between this one and this one the guys love doing it. No different than if we had your listeners and, and said, Hey guys, we're going to bring you in and, and 15 of you get to be club testers. Every single person is going to raise their hand and be like, I'm in for that. Yeah. Um, so the guys like to do that. The nice part about when we use, whether it's PGA tour, corn Ferry tour, European tour, uh, even some of our collegiate players is they're able to give us really good, rich feedback as to what they're seeing, what they're mm -hmm. hearing, what they're feeling from the club. And because they're almost like robots, 
it, it makes it very easy for us to be able to see the difference in prototypes. So it's great to be able to use them. Yeah, those guys, they're so adept at it. It's like they can tell you if it's a, a millimeter change on the face of where they're hitting that ball, uh, which is different for us where we're just more so we're putting the best swing we can on it and just saying like, you work with, with us, you know what I mean? Right. Maybe that's where the that's where that fitter comes in. It's like they, their expertise is saying they see it and then they make those little bit of adjustments. Right. Um, yeah. And there's but just a, so a much that goes into that. that. Frank, is, is that we were, we were working on just making sure the sound and feel is right on T100. And we we start where, hey, well, first we bring a couple of irons out on tour, and then we start getting it really nitpicky. And we're like, boy, everything feels really good, but one of the irons, I think it might have been six iron, just didn't feel like it felt the same as the four iron, the five iron, seven iron, eight iron, nine iron. So we're like, something's something's wrong here. Let's Let's get this back in the shop figure out what's going on. So really dial that in. So it's it's not just that we bring them early prototypes that we mess around with. It's all through the phases to make sure that we nail it when it's go time. Yeah. Yeah. That it just makes so much sense. And there's just, it, you can, I, a lot of times we, we don't have, since we don't have that visibility and all that stuff that goes into it, we could take a little bit for granted, but when you put it in, you feel it, you, you start to just say, like, like I said, it just ends up building that confidence for us. But one thing too, I wanted to ask you too, before we let you go, because we started off by saying how Mike was saying how surprised he was to go into the T300s. Is that, it's kind of something that you're seeing widely is that a lot of players as they're starting to go through this, uh, and I'm talking about more of your everyday players like ourselves, yeah. going through these, these fitting process that there's there's more that surprises are a little bit more frequent or is it more the outlier? Is it because I know, like I said, there's you can generalize some of these clubs of who might be for who. But we tried to stay, avoid generalizing because as we saw in the fitting, there were definitely surprises, even for somebody like Andy, who's a very experienced fitter. But is that something that that you're seeing a lot of? And if so, how do you kind of account for it? Well, I think, you know, again, Frank, you hit on a great idea there, which is, hey, when you go to your fitting, I ask you to bring a few things, right? Number one, bring your clubs, be warmed up, be ready to go, be ready to make a, you know, a bunch of swings. But the other one is bring an open mind mm -hmm. because most of the people that come to a fitting, typically they've been online, they've been looking, they've been seeing whether they've watched, you know, your videos or they're watching reviews, other places, they're looking at pictures. I find that most people show up and they're like, oh man. I'm a T200 guy. I know, yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. they like how it looks. And they, they've, they've read all this stuff about it. And then we get them there and they quickly realize that, yeah, T200 is really good for them, but maybe 100S might be better for them. Mm -hmm. And we start to see the, the turf interaction there. Or maybe it's a blended set as they go up into a T300 and their long irons, like you mentioned you're doing um, in your last gen. And so I really want people to go in with an open mind. I will say the majority of people... I don't know if surprised is the right thing. I think they're just really excited that they realize, wow, I can hit all of these different irons. And now we're finding the right one that's right for my golf swing. Mm -hmm. That's going to hit on those three D's, right? That's going to give me that island green performance that I need um, and, and find me a consistent golf game. And, and I think that that's really been the cool thing to see is that whether it's T100, you know, which, which very skilled golfers play. But again, I would say you could put that in, the and anyone who's got a low double digit handicap or single digit and be just fine yeah. t100s is exactly that same product except it goes further mm -hmm. right launches just as high feels just the same looks just the same but it's probably five six yards further on average for most people t200 perfect blend of everything right most technological iron we've ever made uh, beautiful looking sounds great looks great 
high flying. And then T300 absolutely delivers on that high far forgiving. So there's something really for everybody. And I think that's what we see when they go for a fitting is just that wow of, man, I found what's right for me. Yeah. And I think another part of that that's been so helpful has been that through that series, all of them are pretty clubs. Yeah. Because at the end of the yeah. day, where I think some people do, maybe the vanity comes in a little bit. As you said, there's there's something that just kind of looks prettier to them and then they try to fit themselves into it, you know? But there's two things kind of working against you there. One is, I think that benefit of having the trackman, when those numbers are in front of your face, at the end of the day, you know, like you said in the, in the video, birdies are sexy, right? Mm -hmm, right. At the end of the day, <laughs> we're golfers. You know, we see those numbers right in front of our face. That's the performance. That's what you're going on to do. But also the fact that it's very evident how much went into the actual aesthetics of these clubs and the look, the fact that they all are so appealing in that way, I think it makes it a little bit easier to, to kind of say, I'll go with whatever I'm fit for because there's not necessarily one kind of bell of the ball, like stand out, like that's the pretty club that, that I want. They, there was th those, those kind of like those very clean, you know, looks that you would expect from Titleist are there from the, you know, T100 through the T300. I, and I think that that's, that helps because it, it helps help. people. Big time. You know, pick the right club. You don't want to get nervous. Like, I don't want to get stuck in that clunky, large right. beginner's club, but it's not. Exactly. I mean, they're all very pretty clubs, aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And for me, that's very important. It, yeah. You know, because it, it also, it may seem like vain, but it, it actually does instill confidence. 100%. You, you have to, the, you have to like the look of it because you will be more confident. And when you, when you, when you're more confident, you just play better. It's just that simple. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I tell people that all the time. It's, it's like shoes. There's a lot of shoes that you could put on that you're like, oh, these are really comfortable, but they look terrible, right? You're never right. going to be seen in public wearing those, right. right? Irons are the same thing that you've got to like what you're looking down at. And we're fortunate we've got this great Viz, Viz ID team who, again, really sweats those small details. Mm -hmm. And we spend a lot of time with them making sure that we've got these irons dialed in exactly with the, with the player profile that we know they're going to appreciate. And that's everything from you know, T300 or, or even that U505, Frank, that you've got yeah. in as a, as a four iron, right? That That's a bigger chassis, wider sold thing. But again, we were, were looking to figure out how can we make that more appealing as we got into this new generation. And, and, and that's our focus. How do we make things better each and every time? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I was so impressed with that for so many reasons. Um, and again, just also just being another option that's out there. But even though the it's visually a little bit bigger in that way. I found it to be such a great bridge between um, my, my let's say, go from my four iron, I'm sorry, from my five iron and then having that in the middle and then the hybrid right after it. So it just kind of becomes a little bit more synergistic as you're seeing these. It's not like one big jump. You're just kind of like increasing that chassis size. Um, but again, that's another example. I don't care what it ended up looking like. I'm happy and, and very fortunate it's a pretty club. The way that thing felt, it was going in the bag no matter what. And I think you could see that watching the video, the way that thing just kind of took off. Uh, it, be, it became an instant no-brainer, right. no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. That's that's really fun. And certainly that's something that we look for is, again, you mentioned chassis size. We had you in a, in a set that was absolutely performing for you up through the 5-iron, and the 4-iron in graphite was still pretty good, that T200. It was, yes. we needed We needed to get those 3Ds. And that angle of descent is really important to us because we want you to land on that green and stop. That's what these clubs are for. And that's what you're able to get a little bit more of with U505. And so it makes a very easy transition for our fitting team to say, hey, you're going to play your best golf with this 
in your hands. Yeah, no doubt. All right. And, and Josh, before we let you go, uh, let us know how our listeners, what's the best thing that they can do? Let's say that, you know, we've piqued their interest, their interest in the series. They've checked it out a little bit online. They're looking at some of the pictures. What's the next best step for them if they want to go out and try them and, and kind of try them the right way in capable hands? I, I would say go to any golf shop. Go to any golf shop, any reputable golf shop. All the fitting tools are there. Set up time for a fitting and make sure that if, if you can, try to do your fitting outdoors. There's some there's some terrific indoor fitters. So I'm not saying don't go there, but this time of year, it's sunny and warm most, most places in the U.S. So if you can, go outside, be able to see your ball flight firsthand. Work with a talented fitter. You can you can you know see all of them on Titleist.com. Uh, but that's where you really get to know because you're not guessing anymore. You know what's going to perform. And and that's where I, I just think that, hey, these these irons are, are terrific right off the rack, but they're going to blow you away if you really take the time to go get fit. That's just it. Sure. Dial it in. And, and again, I'm, I know I'm really drilling at home, but we saw it because the very first thing we tested was taking our same shaft and just going with the new head and we immediately saw gains as you saw andy say there we've already given you access to pins you didn't have before just from changing that head but then the the real fine tuning came with finding matching as you said with the shafts and even as we move through the bag different areas like where i tried that graphite shaft so again i think that that is where the rubber really meets the road um but again just very impressed with everything and just Cannot wait for ours to arrive and really get them out there on the golf course. Yeah. Can't yeah. Well, wait. thank you guys. It's always fun to, to be on. It's really fun to watch your videos because the energy is just palpable. Right. Um, and, and it's nice because it's real, right. Yeah. And, and we're seeing this at all of our events that it's a, it's such a great feeling when you get to try new things. Right. And I'm, I'm the same as, as your viewers when, you know, when a box shows up in my office with new toys, I'm just as excited. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, it's a fun time of year right now. We've got things, really rolling. You know, we had a great tour season. Obviously, Patrick Cantley just finished uh, the, the FedEx champion. Uh, but it's been fun to see the results across all the different layers of golf. You know, as we get into USAM and, and NCAAs and even US boys, being able to be number one in every single equipment category across the board has been has been big for us. And it just shows that we've got a great product line right now. And I think everybody can experience playing their best golf. If you just Go see a fitter. We're happy to help you out and uh, get yourself some custom clubs. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure none of you are resting on your laurels, but it's got to feel good after that two years of development to just to see that performance come to fruition, as you said, across all levels. At least you got to take a little time and soak it in. And I'm sure after that, you're, you guys are working on whatever's whatever's next in that prototyping you know, thing we talked about. But at least you guys get to enjoy it a little bit, the success that all that hard work has brought. Yeah, we we smile for a little bit, but we are we're well into uh, to the next generation. Both on on metals. In fact, uh, we're testing today out at out of the Titles Performance Institute um, early versions of, of what could be the next drivers, um, and we're well underway on on what's going to happen with irons and, and obviously wedges and, and everything else coming up. So um, we're we're cranking, but it's a fun place to be. And as you guys know, the golf industry is is uh, is on fire right now, and yeah. then, uh, we're having a blast. That's great. Well, hey, we can't wait. We'll be the first ones to try anything you guys that have that new. But for the meantime, we're excited to game the new T-Series. And, and Josh, thank you again for taking the time out of your busy day to talk to us a little bit about it. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Let me know if you need anything. Happy to help. You great. got it. Thanks, Thanks again. 
All right. I always have fun talking about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I would not consider myself like an equipment nerd, mm-hmm. but on the same token, I, I really like knowing what goes into my I do clubs. Too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the more you understand that by talking to Josh and just kind of hitting them and researching them, I think what it does is it ends up building confidence. When you see how much has gone into the development of these clubs to improve upon the things that we want to improve upon, which is things like consistency, you know, distance, stuff like that. Once you have that, I just feel like I end up with a a, a strong sense of confidence, yeah. knowing that the club that I, I'm holding, it's going to perform, it's going to do what I need it to do. And at the end of the day, it's just on me to put the swing on that. That's you know it, what I mean? Really, right. Just put a good swing on it, and I know my equipment's not going to fail me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's good to have that confidence standing over the ball, right? Yeah. If there's this one thing, magic pill that we all want as golfers, it's confidence. So, again, uh, no matter who it is that we have on the podcast, uh, you know, from the Titleist team, we've been so fortunate working with Titleist in different ways to have so many from the team on the show. I think the one common thing, and you could hear it just speaking with Josh, is their passion for it Mm -hmm. and when you have that much passion that goes into what you do uh the end the end result is is a product that that truly performs well and that's why we've been so happy to kind of like you know put our own name behind it for all these years of saying that this that's what we play and there's a reason why we play it but um really interesting stuff and i i just as you said earlier in the show mike i just can't wait till our clubs arrive at the doorstep mm-hmm. and we get out there and start playing with them because if nothing else the way they performed in that fitting just has me saying i'm ready to go game them yeah and it, it always happens like we usually jump into something new we got fit for the tsi drivers last fall we we get like a couple of weeks in them, and then we got to put them away yeah I know. but then we get that so new that season around the season. corner with those brand new sticks so right same thing's gonna happen here but hey i cannot wait to get these. at least this year we've got the simulator here in the yeah, office exactly. so we can keep taking cuts good call throughout the rest of the year all right guys that's everything we have for you this week you can go to the show notes by going to golfacy.com slash episode 393. Make sure you t- check out titleist.com for more information on the T-Series and make sure you get a chance sometime soon. Get out there, hit them. If you get the opportunity to do a fitting, do it. it it's it's well worth your time and you will uh, hopefully see some great improvements and that build confidence that we talked about before knowing those clubs are performing with you. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Josh and we'll see everybody again next week. 